to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at chiletodaynews. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us so more folks can interact with our show. To offer more support, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash chiletodaypod for exclusive content behind the scenes action and bloopers. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at Chili Today Podcast. Dale, dale. Nice. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi. Thanks for the, uh, for the veggie dip. I am so... Um, Happy I got to make it for you. Bethany, you have a new apartment? I do have a new apartment. I moved in this weekend, and I'm still in pain because I went for six months without basically moving, and then I lifted boxes all weekend, so I'm basically falling apart. But it's worth it. We're at the new apartment now, and it's gorgeous, and I'm so happy for you. I'm so stoked on it. I'm super happy. We don't really have much much furniture. We have, we have the essentials, and oh, I don't know. We're just we're super happy and lucky to be here. And so now the next project is getting a dog. Yeah, and so I'm really excited because then we can have dog dates. Dog dates where we date each other's dogs. And just uh, keep your pinguino out of reach. Yeah. Where did the wise? Pinguino is is irresistible to dogs. Truly. And humans. Most humans. Yeah. It, it, when you guys, if you guys ever meet Pinguino in a bar, you will just be, you'll immediately recognize him and you'll just be drawn to his, like, magnetism. Very, very magnetic, that Mag- one. Magnetic. Mag- <laughs> yeah, so what have you been up to? Mm, I feel like the days are a blur. Everything's going so quickly, but just been... Growing and building and doing, literally. Growing, building, doing. Like it. Growing, building, doing. Growing, building, doing. Yeah. I was talking to one of my students about this, about how it's been six months since all of this happened, and it feels like the fastest year ever. And I think that's because, or my theory, is that it's because we don't have any, like, points in our lives that, like, mark passages of time. Like, I don't know, like a birthday party or a holiday get together or a family reunion. We have no like memories or like marking passage of time. It's just the same thing every day. Right. But coming up this week, actually, we have we have one such event. It's a Fiestas Patrias. Fiestas Patrias! It's going to be the weirdest Fiestas Patrias I've ever been through. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, the government has set up some regulations for this year, as you could imagine. Uh Uh-huh. On September 2nd, with over 400,000 COVID-19 confirmed cases and approximately 11,000 deaths attributed to the virus, the health ministry officially canceled most of the celebrations that take place every year. Um, to commemorate the creation of the first national governing body. So they're making some adjustments. Typically, September 18th, 19th, 20th, they're a big party that runs for, you know, most areas in the country. And the newly announced restrictions um, have optimistically been titled Fondiete en Casa, or like Fonda at home. (laughs) Aww. Grill your meats in your backyard. Um... And they forbid gatherings of more than 10 people in outdoor events, and it limits the number to five in the case of closed spaces. Um, the holiday is commonly known as El Diese Ocho, it, in reference to the date, and the celebration period can last up to a week. It's kind of cool. You'll see uh, flags flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. People are jazzed. They're, yeah. they're getting pumped. Well, that's, that's actually a law. You have to fly a flag in each building. Right. I, I kind of I love that. I'm, I'm really all right with that. Yeah, it's kind of creepy to me. Really? Yeah, I find it a little creepy. Like, if we don't do this, we're going to get a fine because we have to show our patriotism. It's really weird for me. Show your patriotism. but Yeah. Like, I would totally forget. If I owned a home, like, I would just be like, what? What day is it? And then all of a sudden they're like, here's a fine because you didn't fly your flag. A and flag, I'd be like, fine. first of all, 
I'm not going to actually argue because I don't want to get in trouble. But I'm an extinkita. Like, what happens if I fly an American flag? Like, like what's going the on? The Chilean flag's kind of in the center of it. Like, if you zoom in. Oh, I my God. I think we've gone over this before. Yes, because <laughs> Pineda, like, went to the U.S. and visited Donald Trump and was like, we're all in this together. And, like, zoomed in and was like, we're a little bitty version of the U.S. And I was like, oh, no. So technically, you'd kind of be paying it. Maybe you'd only have half a fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, it's just creepy to me. That's it. Um, but the vast majority of Chileans do celebrate the holiday um, and abide by the flag, flag, fine flag, fine, fine flag law. Mm-hmm. Um, and they celebrate the festivity with asados and fondas. They enjoy traditional foods and drinks such as empanadas and chicha. And the fondas are basically large parties that are held in um, locations such as huge parks. There's a big one in Parque O'Higgins in Santiago. Not this year, but Mm -mm. normally. And they attract hundreds of people to um, festively decorated tents. There's a fun atmosphere, and then people can get together and dance the cuica, which is the national the cuica, dance. not cuica. the cuica. Dang it! <laughs> I I guarantee you, like I, there is a dance called the cuica somewhere, and it's probably two trap. Like that's what I really. Oh, think. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cuica. Yeah, cuica. the cuica. They have uh, they have prohibited travel across the country as many people typically venture out to the coast or like farms. And the Ministry of Health made clear that quarantines won't be lifted and that instead of special permissions, um, inst- special permissions will be available through the Comisaria Virtual. Yeah, uh, these documents will allow people to circulate from one district to another, but only for six hours. And um, on and um, there's gonna be a lot of that. I guess it's and um, um on August thirteenth, Paris also announced that curfew will fall two hours earlier, from eleven p.m. to nine p.m. during the holidays. So the curfew has been affected as well. So we have to be home earlier. That's what I read. Nine p.m. What? Does it throw a kink in your plans, Bethany? Where's your party starting I... at nine p.m.? <laughs> well, first I just don't. I did. did uh, I... What? Is that true, Pinguino? Why? Why would they do that? Why would they make us go home earlier? Well, everyone will probably be day drinking anyway, so maybe it'll be okay. I know, but (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Not that I have plans of going anywhere. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to stay in my apartment. But still, god damn it. Well, seven police generals are under investigation for their response to the social crisis. The men being investigated are Ricardo Yanez, current National Director of Order and Security, Jorge Valenzuela, National Director of Support for Police Operations, Mauricio Rodriguez, Chief of the Metropolitan Area, Enrique Basaletti, Basaletti, Chief of the Santiago East Zone, Enrique Moraz, Chief of the Santiago West Zone, Hugo Zenteno, Chief of the Valparaiso Area, and John Hyun. Camus, logistics director, according to BOBO Chile, the the decision to file charges is part of an administrative secret investigation directed by the Institutional Prosecutor's Office, which began after several organizations and individuals complained that those in charge of police protocols should be examined. In March 2019, Chile's National Police Force, the Carabineros de Chile, updated its protocols for the use of force and established new principles and instructions for different scenarios. This, after the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights determined the state was responsible for the death of a Mapuche teenager who died in 2002 after a police officer shot him in the head with a tear gas canister. Among the updated protocols is one that implies that a, that a wrongful use of force not only implicates individual responsibility, the person who committed the act, but command responsibility, those who directed it. So not only the person who did it, but also the person who gave the go-ahead, right? The protocols also detail the proper use of force and forbid any act of torture or degrading treatment, which we know happened during the social crisis. The National Institute for Human Rights, INDH, asserts that in the first 20 days of the crisis, it received 2,300 complaints of human rights violation by the police. Thereafter, the numbers kept rising. Right before the corona pandemic hit the country, the INDH reported that 3,765 people had been injured during the social crisis. In July 2020, the Ministry Ministry of Interior updated another police protocol for the use of riot shotguns. 
It now provides that riot shotguns frequently used during the social crisis are reserved for self-defense and only then when other less harmful tools are insufficient, which I believe is widely open to interpretation and dangerous. Anyhoo-ha. Currently, the investigation is in its first stage. The controller's office will evaluate the defendant's arguments and then propose the sanctions it deems appropriate to the police force, Director General Mario Rosas. The possible penalties are written warnings or, written warnings, or in some cases dismissal from the institution. All the penalties proposed by the controller's office will have to be approved or rejected by President Sebastián Piñera on September 11th. And after learning about the controller's charges, Rosas met with 40 generals of the high command. The only public announcement from the Carabineros so far is a statement that says any information needed for the investigation will be provided. The institution added that it was important to remember the context of the period in question, extreme violence. Quote, this meant a high demand and consequently an unprecedented demand on the human and logistic resources. Uh, yeah, that they had to use. That they had. That they had to had use. To use. We have to torture. We have to torture and rape people. When is that necessary? Riot rifle is not my favorite thing to hear. No, no. Oh, riot rifle. Riot rifles. That doesn't sound like it. it sounds a little bit right. And also, were we already discussing previously how the rubber bullets are actually lead bullets, right. basically? And now we have riot rifles. But to be fair, I don't know what riot, riot rifles entail. But if it's any worse. Then ru- the rubber lead bullets we had doesn't sound like a good thing. And what was that? Nearly 300,000 people were injured, nearly. Yes, yes. And imagine all of the complaints at the human right. 2,300 complaints in the first 20 days of the crisis. And I mean, literally complaints about, like, rape and torture. Okay, like, you can make a defense. Not that I would agree with it, but about, like, okay, I am shooting at these civilians to protect my own life, even though I'm wearing riot gear, and there's actually no one like that. But there's literally no reason why you should rape and torture people. There's no, no, there's, no there's absolutely no defense for that. And so for the for the Carabineros de Chile to continue to come out and be like, oh, you need to consider the moment that all this happened. It's like, stop it. That's insulting. It's insulting. And also, it doesn't speak very highly of their intelligence because we have to be able to separate these issues. And there's a difference right. between... Defending your life, and there's a difference between, like you said, raping or torturing somebody. Right. I don't know. It, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty hefty. Right, and I mean, for for me, it like degrades the arguments that the carabineros are trying to make. So, right. like, if you're trying to make the argument that we were just trying to defend ourselves, you ne- your argument is now like lessened because you're like but rape also and i'm like if you said like look bad things happened but also i could maybe struggle and be like okay i see what you're saying don't agree but i see what you're saying but now it's like absolutely you have discredited yourself it's nonsense and they're they're scrambling yep absolutely okay so um going into i'm just gonna slide continuing my voice talking into a migration bill so if you're a migrant like alicia and i then this might might affect you. So after seven years, the migration bill may soon be law. A reform bill that seeks to modernize the current migration law is under examination in Congress. Senators have been discussing the bill for two weeks. The draft has approximately 200 articles and the discussions have been long and intense. So several articles remain to be voted on next week. So far, there have been two rounds of votes. The first on September 3rd, where among the articles that were approved is the one that prevents deporting those who arrived in Chile claiming to be victims of persecution. The second session was held on September 10th, where among the articles approved is one that allows residents to request family reunification with their spouse or, quote, the person who maintains a relationship that under the law produces equivalent effects to marriage. Like, I guess, common law marriage in the case of maybe the U.S. Baby mamas, baby daddies. Maybe, yeah. That last specification was added during the session after many senators agreed the word spouse may exclude many families, right? So the current migration, um, I wonder if that has to do with like them being assholes about gay marriage. Maybe. Okay. Um, That's just my brain. Okay. The current migration law dates back to 1975. It was um, 
promulgated. Promulgated? What is what? that word? Under the dictatorship, Augusto Pinochet's dictatorship, and it is one of the oldest migration laws in Latin America. Yay. So if you're wondering why you're suffering so much trying to get your visas, there it is. There it is. 1975. Gosh darn it. Pinochet. That bill that seeks to monetize um, <laughs> has been under examination for seven years in Congress. President Sebastián Piñera is urging Congress persons to discuss and approve the bill as an urgent matter. According to the Immigration Department, the bill seeks to update the country in this area and also guarantee a safe, orderly, regular migration amid the migration wave that Chile has been experiencing since 2015. The Piñera administration and the opposition sectors are, of course, not seeing eye to eye. The latter presented modifications to the law that, according to the Piñera administration, would only cause harm to immigrants that arrive in the country and to Chileans. Basically, Piñera's administration thinks that if they give too much leeway, that will have too many immigrants and the Chileans will lose jobs and all of the, like, Trump crap that you always hear about immigrants. We're horrible. Um... Okay, so one proposal presented by the opposition is the possibility for foreigners to arrive in the country as tourists and at the border announce their willingness to stay permanently and look for a job rather than what we were doing, which is arriving in the country, not announcing that we were planning on looking for a job, looking for a job, (laughs) 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 and then just getting a job. Um, And of course, the administration rejects this, saying that there aren't enough jobs in Chile to go around and the immigrants will just suffer. Which I respond, as an immigrant, once again, we're just going to do it anyway. So you might as well make it legal. That way we can maybe pay, you know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, we're just going to do it under the table if you don't let us. Um, not that I approve of breaking Not the that law. we've done Absolutely any of not. that. We are law-abiding citizens. Hypothetically speaking. Abs- just yeah. metaphorical. Um, another proposal would give illegal immigrants 90 days after... Uh, the promulgation. I don't even know what that word is. But it's like so the fun. initiation of the law, like the start of the law. So um, we just discussed, I'm sure it was edited that we just discussed the word promulgation for a while. Okay. Anyway, so the initiation of the law, that's what it means to regular, to regulate. Wow. To, <laughs> to become regular in the country, which is like the idea of becoming legal in the country. So you'd have 90, 90 days that you can rectify your immigration status, which I think is a really good idea because there are a lot of situations in which you might have accidentally become illegal. For example, you get stuck in the country because of COVID and you shouldn't have, you should not have to pay what hundreds of thousands of pesos to rectify your immigrant situation if you physically couldn't leave anyway. As both President Piñera said in press conference, um, that, quote, if they are approved, I'll present a veto because we deeply believe that these laws of the opposition provide, will, will cause serious harm to the country, to Chileans, illegal immigrants living in Chile. So um, allowing illegal immigrants to not be, to not rectify their situation will be harmful. And so they would just stay illegal. I don't, I don't understand their perspective. Okay, so Foreign Minister Andres Ayamand tweeted a video asking congresspersons to reject the modifications promoted by the opposition. Quote, we have to reject labor tourism. This is precisely what generated the migratory chaos in the past to prevent it from happening again. The fundamental thing is that work visas are granted in the countries of origin. Interesting. Fun stuff. Um, I am an immigrant and you are an immigrant. Immigrants, the M's. Work with... I work with predominantly immigrants right. from um, the U.S., from South Africa, from Venezuela, from Haiti, and we all have vastly different experiences. Sure. Um, and hopefully, we can do an immigration episode too. Oh my God, yes! Because there's a you are treated completely differently if you're an immigrant from certain countries Absolutely. rather than others, and so it's fantastic that the government, after how many years? What year is it? Seven years. Yeah, um, is kind of promulgating whatever that word is um and kind of like a fire under their ass to have these tough conversations because things need to get done i mean we saw it with the pandemic how awfully folks from like bolivia and peru were treated kicked out on the streets not given shelter living in tents 
you know, while a lot of other others of us were in were sheltered and had food and water and yeah, safety. So because of our yeah of, of our position, right. I don't, it's very discouraging to read like what they're saying about the potential bill because it just seems like the whole situation with the Constitution. It's like, oh yeah, let's talk about it, but actually, in the end, we don't want to change anything because because we don't want immigrants, or we only want the correct type of immigrants, or or whatever. And I'm very. I mean, it's been proven the easier the easier path to immigration that you have makes it more likely people are going to be legal in the country, taking the correct steps to be paying their migration fees. Paying taxes. Right, paying taxes, and it just benefits the country. I mean, immigrants are the backbone of every country. I come from the U.S., you come from the U.S., we know that, we see it firsthand. Mm -hmm. People who deny it are just literally in denial of how awesome immigrants are for society. And they're living in fear, right? right. There's like there's this whole rhetoric that's going around, um, you know, like, like you said, oh, foreigners will take our jobs. But really all it does is increase competition. We see that to be in, in a, you know, that that's beneficial. Right, and it's not immigrants are taking your jobs, bro. It's, it's a <laughs> this whole immigrants taking your jobs, like, conversation is literally to get you or whatever whoever person you are to focus on not the root cause of the problem the reason you don't have a job is because there are not being enough jobs provided for you or um, maybe you're not getting enough money because quote unquote they hired an immigrant for cheaper no the government isn't doing what it needs to be doing to protect you as a worker and it has nothing to do with immigrants because actually the more immigrants you have the more jobs they create so look Look and listen. Immigrants are great. Immigrants are great. And also, if you get an opportunity, speak with somebody whose family, like, who came here to start a better life for, like, financial reasons or educational reasons, um, whose family is left behind in their country of origin and listen to their story. And, like, I, you know, spouse doesn't always cover family situations. Families are very diverse. And we need Mm -hmm. to celebrate that and not be afraid of that and be more inclusive as well because... I know a lot of folks whose, like, three children are back in Haiti, and there's literally no way for them to get them over here. They're sending money back home, you know? And I don't know. I'm just more for families being reunited, I guess. Dude, just don't be a dick. Like, that's... Can we just all agree not to be dicks about people and where they come from? Things that they can't control, like... This elitist idea that I was born behind a certain imaginary borderline and therefore I get these rights and this X, Y, Z because I happen to be born here and you didn't. It's such crap. It's such crap. It's entitlement. It's enti- it's absolutely entitlement. That It's not even entitlement like you can make an argument like, I worked for this. I am entitled to this because I worked. It's like, no, you just happened to pop out on this side of the border. You know, like you could have popped out, you know, on the other side of the Andes. You know, and or more north or whatever, and you're different. You have different rights. You have you have different entitlements. You have different I don't know uh, associations with who you are. We would love to hear your immigration stories, though. So maybe we can have an entire episode. That'd be great. Um, but if you want to tell your story, email us at chillytodaypodcast at gmail dot com. I want to hear it, please. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Thanks for letting me get on my soapbox about immigration. All right, we've got all the things going on in the world, and uh, this month we had a cyber attack. We had some hackers. It was some real, like, James Bond, I don't even know, adventure stuff. So, (laughs) James Bond adventure. James Bond adventure, Banks. Um, Earlier this month, authorities from Chilean state-run lender Banco Estado reported that a malicious software had been discovered in the bank's systems. It's like a COVID for Malicious software. software. Um, Okay, interesting. Banco Banco Estado authorities and the government said that a complaint with the cybercrime unit of the investigative police, PDI, has already been filed, emphasizing that so far neither customers' funds nor the bank's assets were affected. So, apparently bank assets and customers' funds haven't been affected, but the legal action focuses on IT sabotage. At first, the bank planned to open its branches and attend the public in a limited capacity, but then it determined that all offices would remain closed until the problem is solved. Probably a good call. Around 2 p.m. on Monday, September 7th, 21 branches opened. 
Banco Estado has 13 million clients. In a statement, the bank said while some platforms could present interruptions, systems like ATMs and Caja Vecina branches where clients could pay their bills would be working. The bank also apologized for the interruptions. Like, sorry, there were hackers. Um, the entity had been scamming and phishing. The entity had seen scamming and phishing attempts before, but according to news outlet BOBO, never an attack like this. BOBO cited sources claiming the attackers used the ransomware tactic. So they were like, we got this, give us monies. This was concerned, confirmed by the government cybersecurity unit. The ransomware technique involves encrypting IT systems and demanding money for decryption. That's. I'm Tied. sorry. It's bad, but it's badass. <laughs> I love it. It's bad, but badass. No, I like it. I mean, no, I don't like it. Elvis was horrible. I mean, nobody's money got stolen. So, like, right. I'm super into this stuff. Um, it would have been cool if they targeted, like, bigger banks, not the ones that all the immigrants have to use. <laughs> but um, I get my, my boyfriend was like, but it's the biggest bank institution in Chile. I'm like, yeah, but it would have been way more badass if they were like... Haha, ha, Banco de Chile, who won't give me an account because I quote, don't make enough money. Fuck you guys. But no. So Bethany might be behind the next <laughs> hacking of the larger guys. Guys, if guys. you knew how bad I am at computers, you would. It's actually just all a ruse. I'm actually super good at computers. That's why I. We've had to record this podcast four times because I keep forgetting to press record. Grub R. Um, although the investigation is ongoing, it is confirmed that the attack originated from a document received and opened by an employee. It's like subject like, <laughs> definitely <scam>. open me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Grow your in, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that most likely installed a backdoor. Great timing for that word. Um, <laughs> during the weekend, employees realized they couldn't access their files and alerts went off. They were like, something is... So we have ground zero of COVID, and then we have, like, we have ground zero of that gender reveal party that happened in California, oh. the next or the fires, and we have ground zero of this hacking attack of some dude being like, ooh, porn, let me open this. Oh, I like, never mind, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, bank president Sebastian Seychell, 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 down by the That's definitely a short. Spanish word. Oh, definitely said at a press conference that systems were shut down as soon as authorities noticed something was afoot. Uh, he stated that the funds of 13 million people were not affected, but what was affected were the systems of some of the bank's computers, approximately 12,000. I feel like... I feel like their just system went down, and they're like, we got to say it's hackers, guys. 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 guys we, I mean... Lock it up, Linda. Yeah, like, because it, this is not... This is Banco Estado. We all know if you've been here for any amount of time and you have a bank account that, that those guys just randomly don't work sometimes. It's like, oh, I need to make a transfer for this thing I want to buy. Oh, the bank is just not working today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just not working today. It's because, just... Sorry, guys. Yeah, there's a technical error. So I guess you can't... Um, actually use your debit card today. Good luck, though. Yeah. Hope no, I mean, have... that's happened to me before. Like, literally, like, I'm going to the mini market. Luckily, it was just, like, a mini market and, like, scan, and they're, like, reject. And, of course, if your card gets rejected, the first thing you do is cry and freak out, right? Panic. Obviously. Panic. Yes. Panic. Panic. Now I have to... And then the anxiety, because, like, okay, now I have to call Banco Salo and get on the phone and speak in Spanish and all the things. And I was like, well, that's happening. And so, of course, crying, panic, anxiety, call my boyfriend. He's like, oh no, it's just not working. Which was foreign to me, completely foreign to me as somebody from the US being like, wait, just so I just don't it's have just access. Not a- I just don't have access to my money for an indeterminate amount of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That's one of the things that's hard to get used to right. here, I'd say, is that sometimes things just won't work. Right. And it's so bizarre because in the States you'd be like, no, no. like that's- That doesn't make sense. But here you're just like, ah, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, biggest piece of advice, really, for immigrants that come here from, like, a first world country is manage your expectations. Because uh, Chile is going to, like, masquerade as a first world country with all of the technology that, you know, you might have in your home country. But it is not going to work in the same way or as consistently as whatever you have in your home country. But it's also a great exercise for patients. I hate patients. I'm not that in a nice COVID way. patients. COVID okay. patients, regular patients, uh, banking associate, association, association, uh, ABIF said in a statement that the industry is monitoring and taking the necessary actions to prevent and mitigate possible impacts associated with the event. 
Um, but basically, they said that the attack had been pretty serious, but that it didn't affect the Banco Estado accounts. And uh, now we have a cool hacker story. Yeah, and Pinguino told us that there's a theory that it was North Korea. Could be the North Koreans. Which is redonkulous. But if you know um, anything about it, let us know. Yeah, if you know anything about it, if it was you, write in. If it was you, if it was you we we'll, won't tell anybody. We won't. We, we won't. Totally we'll make you anybody. sound as cool as you yeah. are. But we'll maybe even give you a really cool nickname. Or give yourself a cool nickname, and we'll say it. Gladys. <laughs> Not you, Alicia. <laughs> I just think Gladys is a great... Gladys? Gladys. I, had, I had a Gladys... I had a student named Gladys once. Gladys. That's a word. That's not a word. That's a name in Spanish. Aunt Gladys. I had an Aunt Gladys. Did you? Yeah. My aunt's name is... Oh, shit. Judy. Did you just check the time, Pinguino? Because you're going to edit out our aunt stories. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, he'll look at his like phone like, what time is it? And like, shake his head. And shake his hand of where the recording is. Okay. Oh, damn it. They're talking about ants oh, again. Oh, my God. i got to edit this shit out. Gladys. My ass. <laughs> And then Bethany forgot her aunt's name. Um, okay, well, indigenous Chongo people are finally being recognized by the Chilean state. Uh, the bill seeks to modify the National Corporation for Indigenous Development to recognize the Chongo as an ethnic group, and it was approved by Congress after three years. The recognition allows the Chongo to access state benefits and preserve their legacy and way of life. They are the 10th ethnic, ethnic group to be recognized by the state. The other nine are... The Aymaras, the Atacameños, Coyas, the Ahuitas, Caihuescar, Mapuche, Quechauas, Rapanui, and Yamanas. I really hope, I feel like I did relatively well there. I like the confidence behind it. I, I had the like hand my, movement. I had my whole body You into. put it, everything into that. <laughs> According to a summary published by the Senate, the bill recognizes all the indigenous coastal communities from the Antofagasta region to the Valparaiso region, region as jungle. The aim is to protect the habitat of these people as well as the biodiversity that is of great importance for their development and survival. Results from the latest census in 2017 show that throughout the country, nearly 2.2 million people consider themselves to be a part of, it, of an indigenous group. Of these, only 4,725 4, said they were jungle. An investigation published by the Senate and conducted by the agency Arista Social shows, shows that Antofagasta has the most, 2,913, that 470 live in Atacama, 740 in Coquimbo, and 135 in Valparaiso. In January 2020, the National Council for Chango People was created to fight for the recognition of the ethnic group. This week, after Congress approved the bill that acknowledges the Chango people, the council posted a statement on Facebook showing the gratitude towards the recognition, quote, only three years in Congress, but our work of... Uh, consolidating ourselves for a century of invisibility, denial, and omission has been very long. This achievement would not have been possible without the strength of our Chango people to fight for being recognized and to preserve our culture. Socialist Party Congressperson Daniela C. Gardini, who proposed the bill in 2017, celebrated the approval and posted on Twitter that, quote, there is still a long way to go, but there is satisfaction in dignifying the value of northern indigenous people from the Atacama region. The initiative is now ready to be enacted into law by Sebastián Piñera. Cool. Great. Love yeah. it. Love it. Some Love positive it. news. Absolutely. Um, really happy that these people now are going to be recognized. I hope um, that this will be positive. We know we've had a lot of problems with the Mapuche community recently with their struggle to be recognized and from a lot of backlash through, their, through everything. So hopefully this will be good. Wonderful. Yeah. Do you want to introduce what we're going to do, Alicia? Yeah. Okay. Um, today, we have, for you, uh, 10 things to avoid in Chile. Yes. Don't do them. Avoid them like like the, like the you should be avoiding the plague. The COVID. <laughs> the COVID. Please be avoiding the COVID. Wear a mask, please. And uh, most, if not all of these things, we have suffered through. Personally. For you. Yes. So don't do them. Don't You're do welcome. them. You're welcome. It's like what your parents told you to do, or do them and find out the hard way. Yeah, there you go. So, you start us off, Alicia. All right, uh, so 
pretty relevant as I'm waiting for some things. Don't expect international packages to arrive on time. Mm -mm. You know when uh, Amazon or any other number of services give you an estimated date, go ahead and add maybe two weeks or two months onto that. Add two months. Add two months. Two or more. Two or maybe two years. Who could say? (laughs) Um, And yeah, tracking numbers are obsolete. They don't matter. Nope. Nope, not at all. They'll track it until it enters Chile, but once it enters Chile, it's a black hole of where the F is my package. Which is a fun game to play. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple of tips for you if you want to order anything from the U.S., the U.K., Canada, any array of countries, really. Always try to contact the company ahead of time. So, a few times I've ordered and the package arrived promptly. Everything was fine. Um, a couple of times I felt like pulling my hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that if you call the company ahead of time, you can do a few things. One, you can make sure that they've labeled the items correctly. Because if the item just has an item code and it doesn't say whether it's a pair of pants or a book or maybe a fun new CD, <laughs> I don't know. A <laughs> CD? You can, if, yeah. But if you have them label exactly what it is, it's much, it's much simpler for it's customs true. to process it. Right. And maybe they won't rip your package to shreds in the process. Right. Um, also, try to pay your taxes and import fees ahead of time. See if that's an option and just mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. You won't avoid paying the 19%. Don't even try. Don't it's like try. winning the lottery. And you will lose every yeah. time. And you'll get a big multa. Yeah, sorry, fine. And uh, it's not a fun situation. And yeah, waiting in line at Creos Chili is not the best way to spend your Wednesday. Especially during a pandemic. Definitely not. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a great piece of advice, actually. Um, This happened to me recently because, of course, with the pandemic, a lot of things are on hold. Chile is not taking anything in. As you know, I'm a subscriber to this company called XPAC, which I'm not sure if I talked about on the podcast. It's amazing. They send you products from your home country. Um, there's like seven products per box and I haven't gotten like five of my boxes. So I've emailed XPAC and they were like, oh, they put a hold on any food coming into the country, which the XPAC stuff is usually food, um, snacks, things like that, that you can't even get in kiosk clubs. So it's amazing. But they said like, look, we have five there of your boxes. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we will mention kiosk club. It's like super close to my new apartment. So play a fun game. Listen to our podcast and find the exact minute. Take a shot. Take a shot. Take a shot. Kiosk Kiosk Club. But XPAC is really great because unlike Kiosk Club, it has um, a Germany box, an Australia box, a Canada box. Um, It's amazing. Um, But they, I called them and they said, like, I have, I have the box. The boxes are waiting, packaged up, ready to go. They um, offered to give me a refund. Are they like, do you want your boxes? just shipped to you. And I was like, I want every single one of those boxes. I'm going to get like eight boxes of like candy and crap, (laughs) like in one month. And I'm super excited about it. Please share. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to have like a gringo box party. Party. But yeah, I mean, always contact, if you're not getting what you think you should get, always be in contact with the seller because maybe it's, I've had things just lost, forever lost, never arrived. And so the sellers resent them. Um, one of my gifts for my boyfriend for our anniversary uh, completely got lost in the mail. They what had to send me um, another one. Well, actually, it was his gift to me, which was a hand painted, um, a hand painted landscape of Disney World. That's cute. Yeah, it's over there on the wall. Aww. Um, and so that's what he got me for our anniversary. And the artist sent it, got lost in the mail, and then she had to send another one. But uh, anyway, so. Yeah, and never order anything you must, must have via um, via mail in Chile. I mean, no. Just, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, good advice. Good advice to avoid uh, expectations. Manage your expectations. Manage your, lower them. Lower all your expectations. You'll be happier, really. Lower your expectations. And when something good happens, like when something arrives in like the allotted time, it's like, oh, <laughs> wow, great. amazing. It only took like, a month for it to get here this time. Fantastic. It's insane when I go back to the U.S. and my friends are like, oh, what do you need? I'm like, oh, I really needed this. I didn't have it at this grocery <laughs> store. And they're like, well, I can order it off Amazon Prime. It'll get here tomorrow morning. And I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? What? What? What, what, is, what, what is this What magic, magic is this? What is this? Crazy. What? Burn okay. the witch. I oh, know. Craziness. 
Okay, so I'm going to talk about my thing to avoid in Chile. This is very controversial, so I'm not going to go into it right now because I can't. This can't, is what we're cannot, here for. I cannot. And that's if you're from the United States, never, ever, 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 ever call yourself an American or refer to the United States as America. Mm -hmm. If you do, a Chilean will scream at you. Like, will physically scream at you and automatically assume you're the worst person in the world. Like, it is not, you do not do it here. We have no nationality in Chile. Like, we are people from the United States. Like, that is what we are. We have no nationality. We have no country. It's just the way it is. There, it, you can fight it if you want, but uh, you will not win. This topic of discussion has been banned on almost every forum, almost every... <laughs> Discover Chile what? Right, yeah, like in internations, like do not bring up this topic. Like, so dude, we're here in Chile, just don't say it, like try to be polite, you know, you're in their country, it's, a tr it's triggering for people, like you can walk around and be like, well, I'm gonna call myself an American, fuck everybody, like sure, do that, um, but like... I don't know, like, why? Something you can say. Where are you from? Or, like, you know, I'm from the States. I'm from the States. The States. Yep, I'm from the United States. Or North when America. I visit. Yeah. I've heard people be like, oh, you're, you're, North, you're like, North, North America. America. Yeah, you're North American. And there's a lot of theories and things. I've heard a lot of good ones, but I'm really not going to go into it here because people are, gonna, are already screaming at the podcast, I can tell. So, moving on. It's just something to avoid in Chile. It's very... It is really triggering. I mean, like, for a lot of people on both sides. Right. Like, because, you know, people from the U.S. want to call themselves Americans. We grew up, the international community in English says that. But on the other side, the Chileans very much take offense to it. So both sides are very controversial. So just avoid that. <clears throat> like the plague. Plague. Your turn. Um, when taking a taxi, taxi, never embark on your journey without confirming a price or um and also making sure that the meter has started right that is my favorite oh man i've cried a couple times because i've gotten into a taxi one time particularly was from costanera to my home and it should have been three mil <gasps> oh my god the costanera taxi drivers are the worst they, the worst they're sad they make me real sad inside because the guy turned around and he's like that'll be 20 mil and i was so new and I didn't know how to argue in Spanish. And I was, oh, I couldn't girl, have argued in English because I was too flustered. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, 20 mil. And like, then I hand him the 20 mil bill because I don't know how to argue. And I'm just like, well, I guess we'll take one for the team. And he turns around and he hands me two mil. And he's like, oh, you only handed me a two mil no, bill. No, he did not. He did. But joke's on him because they're two different colors. Ah, there and you so go. I knew. But they do that shit all the time. They have, people have tried to do that to me before. Mm -hmm. But jokes on you, motherfucker! I've been here for seven years. I will say I got that exact same thing has happened to me from the Costanera Center. I was taking it's a taxi. The same guy. No, I think the taxis in front of the Costanera Center are <sighs> trying to pick up immigrants, like people from I don't know, people mm -hmm. who own the city, because that's where all the immigrants are going, where the mm -hmm. where the Argentinians are going, where people are going to vacation. It's a there's a lot of hotels in the area. It is actually a hotel. So I went, got out of the Costanera Center. I was green in the country about a year in and i needed to go to a Estadio nacional i had no idea how to get there and so same thing happened to me we arrived and he was like twenty thousand, please um once again did not i was actually trying to get to see to get to my boyfriend in time to go see a football game with him so i just was really like you said flustered just like ah but um my boyfriend got so mad at me <laughs> when i like got out and he was like i can't believe you you paid that much money and I was like yeah so yes always confirm there is zero reason why you should pay 20,000 pesos for a ride um unless you're going to the airport and if you're going to the airport you need to take you need to like negotiate a price or do something beforehand so you're totally right also um I've had taxi drivers give me fake cash huh and I got so offend like offended because this was not that long ago I was, it was like probably a year ago. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I know the city. Nobody's going to, you know, fuck with me anymore. And then um, get out of the taxi. Uh, he gives me a fake five. No. And then I try to spend it. Luckily, I was at my local mini market and they know me. And so <laughs> they were like, 
Bethany, this is fake. And like, I was like, what? And the thing was, is once you know what to look for, it's very obvious that it's fake. But if you're not looking for that, you don't know. And I was so mad at myself. Like, I felt like it was my fault for not, for not paying attention. But it's not my fault. It's never your fault if you get scammed by a taxi driver. Um, yes, but you're totally right. Confirm. Make sure that meter's on. Make sure the meter is not, like, bugging out. Also, make sure it's, like, going up the, the number of pesos that it says on the windshield. Or if you are like me and you want to use city taxis to support tax paying taxi payers, um, you can use Easy Taxi, which has all of the benefits of Uber and everything, but uses city taxis so you can track with GPS and it does all of the money there on the taxi thing. But you're also using a city taxi, so they're very convenient, and also they're taxpayers, which is a thing that I think Cabify. Two. Yes, Capify owns Easy Taxi. Okay. Um, just be aware that they can add if you go through tolls or not right. tolls. What is it called when it goes beep on the highway? Yeah, don't let them take the highway if they don't have to. Yeah, because then you'll get charged additionally for yeah. that. And if you're using PayPal, you can't contest it. So also, just real quick on that note, uh, just try to make sure your taxi driver isn't drunk. Just gonna throw that. Out oh there. Jesus! Yes, that is taxis. I think this is like a theme of foreign country taxis just be careful you know uh, apps i get are controversial in general which is why i suggest using cabify or easy taxi because they are controlled apps but sometimes as a foreigner it's the best option for your safety and that's got to be number one safety safety first safety first okay so my next one is a very chilean thing Never take no for an answer from Chileans, especially in service industry or anything like that. Chileans are going to tell you no, but never take that as the ultimate answer. Why? I don't know why. But the thing is, is I have had many discussions with my Chilean friends and my gringo friends. Chileans don't like to say, I don't know. They don't like to say, I don't know. I don't know why they, I've never heard like a Chilean in a service industry say, I don't know. Let me ask. It's just the answer is no. So like if I, oh my God, this happened to me so many times, Alicia, I can't even. Okay. I'm not going to, okay. Like I've gone into a store and I've been like, mm-hmm. Hey, do you have this? And they're like, no. And then I literally, I'm like, wait, it's right there. And they're like, Oh yeah, but it, but it's que in the otra we are, and I'm like, it's right, the, it's right there, dude. You just said no, but it's right there. You can, I can see it. It's happened to me so many times. So if you ask for something like at a grocery store, um, that if they have a product or anything like that, never just take the no. If they say yes, great. But if they say no, just go looking yourself. Because this table we're sitting at right now, Alicia, they told me that they were sold out of this table. And I was like, I don't believe you. Clearly not. It's here. It's right in my chair. It's right right there. And then, okay, so table and chairs, I bought the same day. And I was like, I want this table and I want those chairs in this color. And they were like, okay, we don't have that table. Sorry. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to look. And my boyfriend started to leave the store. And I was like, I'm going to look. And so I looked and it was right there and like matched the code. And I'm stubborn enough that I went and got that dude. And I was like, here is the thing you said wasn't here. And I do this now. And my boyfriend's like, somebody's going to get really mad at you. But they always then make an excuse. They're always like, yeah, but it wasn't in the system. And I'm like, I don't care. Just never take no for answers is what I'm trying to say. Whether that's if you go to a bank and somebody told you you have to pay this thing. For example, I used to have to pay my IFP at Santander. I went to Santander. I was like, I would like to pay my IFP. And they're like, you can't do that here. And I was like, I know I can do it here. Let me talk to a manager. Don't take no for an answer because they're not going to say, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me ask. It's just not a cultural thing that happens here. So just don't take no for an answer. Always make your own inquiries. Always look yourself. Maybe they don't have it, but they always have it investigate further oh my god i can just like go out a list the time that i needed poppy seeds they're like poppy seeds no we definitely don't have that found the poppy that happened with my seed story yeah Yeah, i couldn't find sunflower seeds (laughs) and they're like right there because they're if you ask them what it is and they're like no we don't have that and i know it's not a translation thing because a lot of times i'm with my boyfriend who is chilean and he'll say it and it's the same thing and he learned from me not to take no for an answer because he always was just like okay 
and then left. And then I was like, heck no, because I get frustrated now. And then I literally so many times have gone up to them and showed them the product. I was like, it's on aisle seven. <sighs> okay. So I'm, I got worked up. I love it. You're changing <laughs> things for the better one aisle at a time. One aisle at a time. If you know you can do something, I've had people not let me cash my checks at things, all sorts of things. Just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Just keep swimming, guys. Just keep swimming. Push it. Push it. Good. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> don't travel domestically without confirming reservations for accommodations, tickets, and cars. Yep. Uh, you know how, perhaps from whatever country you're in or originated in, when you make a reservation, it is reserved. Right. That's not a thing here. Um, so for instance, one time I took a trip to San Pedro de Atacama, which is a desert and it is hot. It's a desert. It's a desert, it's a desert, 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 desert. Um, it's hot, it is dry and it is beneficial to have transportation. Yep. So I arrived there and I was with my partner and he's like, oh yeah, I made this reservation. Um, can we get our car, please? And the lady was like, oh, I have your reservation, but we don't have your car. And we were like, oh, where's the car? She's like, I gave it to somebody else who came here earlier. And we kind of had to explain what reservation meant. And she's like, well, you kind of had a reservation for a reservation. So um, long story short, we bicycled through the Atacama Desert. Did you yell at her? No. See, I never take no for an answer, I Alicia. No, well, Faye did yell at her, my partner. Okay. At her and, uh, yeah, so then I was like, oh my god, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But uh, <laughs> so, I would have been like, I would have, okay, I'll tell you this. I need to bring you along on trips too, both of you guys. This actually relates to my next point, so I'll t tell you in a second. But just call ahead for yeah. things with Airbnbs have been weird too that I found out here. Typically it's a little bit safer, but things with hotel rooms and mm -hmm. showing up and then being like, it'll be ready in three hours. And I was like, well, my check-in's supposed to be now. What do I do for three hours? So... Um, call ahead. It doesn't hurt to just make mm -hmm. double sure. Make sure things are connected to your credit card, like an Amex or MasterCard or whatever you have so that you can contest charges if you need to. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I used to default to PayPal and then I was in a world of hurt. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just call ahead. Make sure it's there. Absolutely. With Airbnbs, also manage expectations. Ah, They're not yes. going to be nice necessarily. They won't look like the pictures. They won't look like the pictures. You, they might not be as nice or they might not have Wi-Fi or, you know, just different things that you might expect from a typical Airbnb in, um, in the U.S. or wherever you're from, uh, especially if it's a small town in Chile. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I mean, it's usually people renting out there, like their summer homes that they haven't been to in six months or whatever. So they're going to be a little dusty, a little crusty, a little, dusty, a little musty, little crusty, crusty, musty. They're not going to have sheets. Yeah, I've definitely had times where I had to put the sheets on myself. If I had to, like, go find them. No, I mean, a lot of them don't even include sheets. Interesting. Yeah, so you're like, oh, shit, I forgot to bring my own sheets, and it's just a mattress. Because the thing is, is like I said, they're mostly the summer homes or summer right. villas of, the, of Chileans, and for some reason, they, I guess it makes sense why they don't. They don't keep sheets there. They bring sheets. Sure. I don't know why. I guess it makes sense, I guess. Anyway, manage expectations. You are in a third world country. Um, always double check, pressure your host to make sure reservations. Reservations. Yeah. Have reservations about your reservations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I didn't mean to commandeer your. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm looping into my next one, which is like yours, which is specifically about bus tickets. Never buy an open reservation bus ticket. What, what I mean is like there are bus tickets you can buy if you're going somewhere in Chile, like traveling to a different city where they're open, meaning you show up to the station. It's not a specific time. You just get on your bus. However, that does not guarantee you a bus. So... For example, I bought open tickets to go to a small city. Um, I don't remember what city. It was a beach city. And with my friends, with my girlfriends, we were having a like, cool little weekend trip. We arrived. Everything was great. And when we wanted to return back, it was a Sunday night. And we arrived at the bus station. They were like, oh, there are no buses for today. And we were like, excuse me, what? And they were like, there's no bus seats. So we, uh, there's no bus seats. 
And we were like, but we have tickets. And they're like, yeah, but they're open tickets. So you don't actually have a seat. And I was like, but I bought a ticket. Where the, what, 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 what? And they were like, no, no, no. In order for you to actually have a guaranteed ticket, you have to reserve the time. Interesting. And what so, did you do? And so, and so, okay. So looping into what I was saying earlier and what you were saying was this was Turbus. And I was like, so what do we do? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I work tomorrow. Me and my friends work in the morning. We need to get back to Santiago. The I don't know is not going to work for me. <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, well, what is the solution here? What can we do together to find a solution? She was like, oh, well, you can go to another bus station, which is down there. And I was like, thank you. So I went over there and they were like, oh, no, we're sold out too. We don't have anything to sell you. And I was like, how am I going to get home? You need to help me get home. I just didn't take no for an answer. And eventually I got me and all my friends home um, just by like pressuring this woman to like, I was like, has anybody canceled their seats today? She was like, oh, I need to check. And I was like, why didn't you do that in the beginning? Uh, That's what I'm saying. Never take no for an answer because like you expect from where we're from for somebody to be like, well, let me see if somebody canceled right, the reservation. Right. Let me talk to all let the people. Talk, I can. Yeah. But it's just like, no. It's like, okay help me find a solution. This is your job now to help me find a solution. And I'm not leaving here to help you find a solution. This green is going to bother you till we find a way for Bethany and to get back annoying. to Santiago. We're oh, we are so annoying. annoying. And we're loud. We're loud. And when we get angry, our Spanish suffers. So we're just going to scream at you. And In English, probably. In English and Spanish. Spanglish. Yeah, and it's a Spanglish it. hell theory. It, it behooves you to help us, to get us out of your face. Anyway, so never buy an open-ended ticket like that. Learned it the hard way. Um, had to go into crisis, had to go into crisis gringa mode. So always have your time that you're going and the time that you're coming home fixed in that bus ticket. Always. So there you go. Folks, uh, don't buy an expensive service. Don't purchase an expensive service without checking some sort of reviews, mm -hmm. whether that's TripAdvisor or asking folks on a trusted Facebook group forum or your friends. And I'm telling you this as I have a mullet. Um, <laughs> I think your hair looks fabulous. Well, I curl it every day and I'm frying it to shit so you can't see the business in the front and the party in the back. Mullets are in now. They're in now if you choose them. But if they are not a consensual mullet, not <laughs> fun. Um, so if you are getting, like for instance, your hair done, um, <laughs> Do your research and then do more research. If you are fixing something, do your research. If you are spending a lot on a plumber, do your research. It um, it'll serve you well. And you know, check with maybe some folks like like Bethany, yeah. who's lived here a long time. She yeah. she can help you. Best best fix it man in the country is Gringo Handyman. He has a Facebook, and if you see, he has so many great reviews. He's actually a friend of mine. Super professional, super nice. Speaks English. He's from Australia. He's Awesome. So Gringo Handyman. He's fabulous. And so nice. And an interesting accent. So yeah. But uh what you make a face? What's his accent? He's Australian. Cool. Yeah. Mate? Yeah. Mate. Matey. Matey. Kangaroos. Rooskies. <laughs> Crikey. I'm so sorry if we have any Australian listeners. Please don't stop listening. Steve Rowan um, Uh yeah, so next thing. Um don't walk with your phone in your hand if you can help it, um, especially if you're not paying attention because one of the biggest ways that people get their phone robbed is they'll just have it in their hand and not paying attention or maybe they're texting or they just have it in their hand and somebody will come up, grab it because you don't have a good grip on it and start running. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Um, but it is like the, so many people I know have had their phones stolen that way. Um, just not having a good grip on it, keeping it in their hand while they're walking down the street and all of a sudden somebody takes it and then have a chance to react. They don't realize what happened. And so, you know, if you have your phone, make sure you got a good grip on it and, you know, keep it in your front pocket at all. Don't keep it in like a loose jacket pocket. That happened to me. I had it like um in my jacket pocket and like I thought it's fine it's in my pocket nobody can see it and then all of a sudden it was gone so I mean it's a rite of passage getting your phone stolen in Chile but uh, if you can try to avoid it avoid it lock it in your pocket your front pocket of your pants 
Pants pocket. Pa- pants pocket. Pants. I mean, robbing in Chile is super common, but they're always very passive. I mean, the majority of the time, they're very, very passive. They're just going to take it from your hand and stuff. So don't be scared, but know where your, know where your pertinencias are. And if you've ever had your phone taken and chased people down and got oh, your phone girl, back, I want to hear that the story. Yes, chilatodaypodcast at gmail.com. Um, never enter a group setting without greeting every person that you can, like, in the room. I hate this one. Um, I don't like saying hi to people, typically. I like to sneak into a room and not be seen. And so, unbeknownst to me, I have offended some Chilean folks because I walked in and, and I didn't greet everybody. And I didn't do, like, the whole, like, kissy thing. And I feel really bad about it. So... Please just, like, try to make it a thing that when you walk into a room, go up and greet everybody in the pandemic-friendly mode for now. And just make sure that everybody's acknowledged. And it's a cultural thing. People like to know and be seen. And that's fair. So I don't like saying hi to people I'm never going to see again and um, don't know. And my boyfriend doesn't know. And I have to go around and kiss her. I hate it. It's, like, literally one of the worst things for me ever. I hate it. I, I don't like it. I don't want to compromise on the fact that I, I don't want to kiss people in a party that I don't know. Why are you on my face? Get off my face. But people will get offended. Like if you walk in and they're like, it's a new person, they gonna come kiss me. So it's definitely, it's definitely a thing. Like if you're cool with like me, I don't care. I don't know you. My boyfriend doesn't know. If I know you, I'm going to come and kiss you. Or if my boyfriend's like, this is my friend, Anita, I'll kiss you. Okay, cool. But if I don't know you, my boyfriend doesn't know you, I don't care if you're mad at me. <laughs> like, but that's the thing I take on because they are going to be like, who's this bitch? Yeah, I think it comes off as like you're sort of stuck up and really maybe you're just shy, you know? I get shy. I get super shy around people. Totally. And so I'm like, I don't want to kiss you and don't acknowledge me. But people, I guess it's a cultural thing. Yeah, and if it's like if you're like at a party with that, you know, that's your like for example my boyfriend's family's friends like I'm gonna kiss everybody I get it like because I don't want anyone mad at me or being like oh Mauricio's girlfriend's meanie meanie pants but if you're cool with people being mad at you and you're uncomfortable with it like me then um take take it do it do your thing but people will get offended um okay so last thing I have is If you're planning to come to Chile, you're listening to this to prepare yourself for coming to Chile, be really, really careful about um, organizations that are recruiting you to live in Chile or to come to Chile. For example, schools or, um, I don't know, businesses that are hiring you. There's a lot of great opportunities in Chile to work. Obviously, we work here. We live here. However, um, sometimes like schools that are recruiting people from other countries will like say oh your salary will include this this and this and it's enough money to cover your living expenses and your food and everything but it's not and or they won't help you with your visa or whatever so do your research be careful Santiago is a very expensive city in comparison to the rest of Latin America um, you know, maybe not in comparison to the U.S., but the amount of money you're going to make here, it, it's, it's different. So you might, and, and they're going to lowball you. I've had so many friends who've been like, look, I got recruited to work at a public school here. They told me that 300000 a oh, month no. would cover my living expenses and a place to live. And, but they didn't know they'd have to like live two and a half hours away from where the school was and just like just be aware do your research if somebody's offering a job there are a lot of great jobs here um but don't let them manipulate you there are a lot of good um resources if you have questions email us we can give you advice if you're like hey we got an offer and they're mm-hmm. asking you know they're saying we can pay this and we can do that do you think this is a good offer hey uh, we don't mind replying to you yeah so, we'd love to talk with yeah, you. yeah we'd love to talk with you we, we we might even cover your question like live on air and stuff so live on air live live on lip we're I'm not air. live. Air on? Yeah. Are we on the air? Broadcasting. Remember when yeah, we used to say air. broadcasting live? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. We're alive. You're not live. Um, but just be careful. Um, do some research. Ask someone that knows just so that you're not being manipulated and getting like really cheap labor out of you because Chile is a wonderful place to live, but you can have a really bad experience if you don't use the right avenues or if you get conned. 
great. So yeah, there you go. That's our advice of what not to do. Um, ultimately, I know we complained a lot today because this was the don't do that episode. But chili's amazing. We love chili. We don't mean, we're not, our intention's not to chili bash. It's just to give you guidelines for your safety and making sure you have a smoother transition than maybe we did. Yeah. And to, to, to give yourself to avoid those frustrating, like, things that make us go, oh, I can't believe that's happened to me so many times. Like, we don't, we want you to have a wonderful, amazing experience and fall in love with chili just as much as we have or more. Exactly. So, yeah. No, just... Got simple guidelines, but we love chili and we love being here. Yeah. And we love you guys. And, and remember, if you want to support us or you want extra content, you can uh, visit our support page at www.buymeacoffee.com slash chili today pod. And you can buy us a coffee so that we can um, drink coffee. We like coffee. Yeah. There's also extras on there like bloopers and question and answers. We're going to put up more content. If you guys like, if there's something specific you want us to do, uh, do you want us to film each other doing the Cuenca? Do you want us to do a Terramotive drink off? We don't know. We, we want you to tell us. Um, We're just living in your world. Right. Do you want Pinguino to do a strip tease? Let us know. I do. We we both do. (laughs) So let us know. So everybody, we we really enjoyed this. Thank you. Stay safe and uh, never take no for an answer. Absolutely not. Okay, bye. Bye.